This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 53. In this episode, the moms discuss temporarily switching gears with math, and Tina shares more details on our new experience-based learning system and announces an exciting new program. <laughs> Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, 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 can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom, I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the, the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit chat? 22 minutes, 20 seconds. And what have you guys been up to? Well, before we get started, I wanted to make mention of something that I noticed on iTunes. And actually, the reason I'm bringing this up is because somebody on another podcast said the same thing. And I thought, hey, that's a good idea. Um, We have a lot of really great reviews on iTunes right now. And only a couple of negative ones in there. You know, it's okay. People are honest. It's fine. You can give us a negative review if that's how you feel. But the problem is that there's a negative review sitting at the top, just sitting there at the top of the page when anybody new comes to go see our um, our, our reviews. And it's not really indicative of the, like, what do we have, 51 reviews? I think we have two or three that are negative. It's not really um, representative of our show having that negative thing sitting right at the top. So um, what this other podcaster had asked to do, and I thought it was a cool idea, is if you guys take the time to go over there and uh, you know how there's a um, a yes and a no? Was it Um, helpful? Was it helpful? Yeah, that's what it is. It says yes or no, if it's helpful. And just say no for the negative and put yes for a bunch of the positive so we can try to bump the... It's okay that it's there. I mean, people are honest. That's fine. But it bugs me that it's sitting there right at the top because it seems like... The top one is what people pay attention to first, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I thought it would be really cool if people would, uh, you know, just go over there. Well, and while you're there, if you want to leave us a review, that would be fabulous, too. But if you go and yes a whole bunch of the really positive ones and bump, that'll help bump them up and, and, and know the, the that one negative one that's sitting there on the top. <laughs> right, right. So we could try to bump it down. So it's not, you know, people can still read it. It's just, it, I don't like it being very top of the screen when the pe- the very first thing people see is this negative review which right is kind of depressing so anyway i just thought i'd mention that and see if that our listeners could help us out with that that would be wonderful yeah, <laughs> i wish that people would talk to us before they leave a negative review like oh yeah you know drop us an, there's a specific one that's on there that states that we were uh, that we have negative comments towards something and you know i, I feel like we work really hard to not do that. And right, then, on t- right. you know, if, if they would have, if someone would have contacted us and said, hey, you know, you said this and this and this and this, what's your justification? That would have, you know, been better than going and blasting us on iTunes. So now right. that everyone sees that negative review and thinks, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to that. Right, right. You know. And hopefully they'll see that that's one review amongst 50 more. So and lots of really positive things said. So hopefully they'll balance it out. But not everybody does. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it would be it would be a nice world if people would just come and come and share share that what what they think we could use improvement on with us so that we can actually improve it. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. So anyway, now that that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's see what have we been working on um well i've been still working on researching high school for maven um Next year, obviously, she starts high school, and um, so that's first and foremost on my mind lately, um, figuring out what exactly that means and what is what I'm going to have to do to prepare for it and help her work her way through it. And um, it seems pretty doable. I'm, I'm actually pretty happy so far. It seems through through ERCLC, our, our homeschool charter, for those that are not familiar, um, we're registered with a homeschool charter, and we do answer to them, but it's very, very flexible, so... Um, and which is why we're with them. Otherwise, I wouldn't be with them. Um, exactly. Yeah. If they told me how to do things, I'd be like, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very flexible. And the, and the, the requirements that they have are I agree with and, and I'm, I'm okay with. Um, so anyway, we'll see how it goes. And I'll, I'll definitely be keeping you guys informed on, as, as, this, as to this high school journey. I know many of you guys are going to be coming up behind us. So uh, you'll probably learn a lot from the stuff that I'm learning. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Um, but anyway, it looks pretty good. We, we even had a, um, uh, there was a meeting with the Fresno City College representative who came in and talked about dual enrollment and mm -hmm. um, dual credits and that kind of thing. So that was pretty interesting. So took lots of notes and um, trying to, to get my brain wrapped around having a high schooler next year. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? <laughs> so anyway, so I've been thinking about that a lot. And um, we've been trying to go to Woodward Park more lately, um, which is a, a big park near us that's got a, um, so it's got, you know, it's got all the man-made sections, but it also has some more natural, I don't know that they're actually natural. They may have still been man-made too, but it's <laughs> man more nature. natural. Yeah, it's more nature feeling. And since we live in the middle of a city, it's nice to, to be able to have a place. It's not my favorite place to go, but since our car is not um, mountain worthy right now, mm -hmm. um, we're stuck with Woodward Park. So um, we've been trying to go over there and it's really pretty. And there's, I love, they have all the, the red winged blackbirds there. They are so cool. I love red, red winged blackbirds. They make the coolest sounds and that little patch of red. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was saying, Maven, when we were there last time, I was saying, it's almost like somebody like did a patchwork job on them that said, oh, man, I'm all out of black. Will red do? <laughs> 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 it's really cute. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> anyway, I love those. I love those birds. Um, but uh, and then... Um, just walk, hiking around over there. There's bunnies and all kinds of birds, and um, supposedly there are foxes if we if we come at the right time. So far, we haven't seen any, but um, tons mm. of tons of different things going on around, or living, you know, natural things happening around there. So we're 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 trying to enjoy that more, and um, our nature journals as well. We've been trying to bring our nature journals and do some of that. So that's fun. Cool. Um, Tieran's still enjoying his kid community music classes and as we got the beat drum lessons weekly that's going well um, kid community will be wrapping up next month so we still have about a month less than a month actually I think it's beginning of a month mid-month somewhere around there <laughs> <laughs> that will be wrapping up then we'll just have his drumming until I believe April I think um so that'll be nice because I'd like to have a little less things to do. Not that we have lots of things to do, but having two different music classes to go through every, go to every week is some days That's can be lot. tedious. Yeah. yeah. So I'd prefer to only have one, but they just happen to coincide. So let's see. Also, we are currently taking a temporary break from Math Mammoth only because I just started thinking about times tables again. Mm -hmm. And and while I do think they'll be fine without having them all memorized, there was there's been a couple of times recently where 
um, some things have happened with um, a math problem or whatever, and one or, one or both of them drew a blank when I said, well, what's this times this or whatever, and like they had no idea, and I was just like, okay. You don't have to know this, but it would sure make your math so whole much easier if you did have it memorized like I do. So let's just take a break from our curriculum, which they were starting to get a little bit, at least Tieran was mostly getting um, a little bit tired of, because right now in the middle of Math Mammoth 4A and B, it's all multiplication and division right uh -huh. now. We're there too. We, just, <gasps> we are about three <laughs> lessons into 4B right now. And it's just, yeah, that's... It's just overkill. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I know that they need to do that because that's how they grill it into their heads and they learn how to do it. But yeah, it's, I remember this when Maven was going through it too. It's just like all multiplication and division and there's not a whole lot of diversity of different types of math going on. So we, we're, we're taking a break um, so that we can get them memorized and um, we've been playing Times Attack, which we hadn't played in years. Um, that's on bigbrains.com, brains with a Z. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people know about that. That's pretty pretty well known. Um, but I did finally just whip out the credit card because we're broke right now, so I couldn't do it. But I really, really uh, wanted to have the paid version. So I went ahead and paid and got the paid version so they can have extra levels because Tieran's actually really excited about that game right now. <laughs> and I think it really is an awesome way to learn your times tables if you have a kid who is willing to to play the game <laughs> who actually right. enjoys it <laughs> you know it's a great way to learn it um and uh the timer is a bit stressful but but we have a yeah i won't talk about that on the air <laughs> i'll delete that part out good plan <laughs> so um so yeah uh he's playing that now and now we have the paid version so there's multiple levels now because if you just have the free version you only get like the i think it's the castle and the dungeon or something like that yeah that's all we we have the free version and all we have is the castle and the dungeon right now yeah and it's i mean it's really neat graphics and stuff but yeah but it gets tiresome after a while you know throwing things at trolls and <laughs> yeah chasing uh, snails and <laughs> those so, snails are fast though yeah yeah it's really cute though i like the way they do that i like the way they have the thing with the snails where they have you uh the kids learning to count by whatever number you're working on for that yeah that problem because it helps them not only it's not just memorization it's actually like um practice kind of with the with the Skip counting also, yes. which is kind of cool. So if they have something they need to work on, then they go back and they work on it with the snails and stuff. And then I don't know what the equivalent of snails are in other levels, but I did notice that Maven and Tyrion were playing levels with dragons in the paid version. So mm. <laughs> Maven, of course, was sold by that. But there were definitely, the, the trolls were no longer trolls. They were dragons. You were throwing things at dragons in later <laughs> things. <laughs> and uh, I believe there's a level or two later where you're actually outside. And the addition and subtraction is actually outside. Um, that's a completely different game for the addition and subtraction levels. And those are the, the free levels even. So anyway, Times Attack, um, bigbrains.com. Awesome game. We'll put the link in the show notes. And then um, there's an app we've been playing recently too called Quick Math. And that is a really good... When I first got the, the this app, it was kind of glitchy but now they've improved it a lot and um you're actually you're doing you're doing math quickly on mm -hmm. on the on the phone but you're writing with your finger and before it didn't really recognize even like badly written but now it actually even it'll recognize even really poorly written numbers <laughs> which cool. is really really cool because i Tieran wrote like a crazy five once and i'm like what the heck was that but it recognized it i was like okay it actually saw that so that was cool 
so that's a really cool app to to uh, to practice doing um, different math, and you can do all four. Um, we're just doing multiplication right now, but you can do all four on that. Oh, and the other thing that's really cool about the Quick Math app is that it doesn't have a timer that counts down; it has a timer that counts up. Ooh. So you're trying to beat your your lowest score. So at the end, it shows your little guy on top of a a bar graph, and so he gets you want him to get lower and lower because that means you're doing better. Mm. So so the kids seem to like that one. They don't like anything that has a hardcore timer counting down it freaks them out (laughs) (laughs) so uh let's see we started our van gogh lesson in the traveling through history with dr who which i'll put a link again in the show notes is a this is a really cool um lesson plans for for little whovians (laughs) (laughs) actually the she has one for little whovians even because this one is like supposed to be i think what fifth or sixth and up i think yeah yeah she and she has one for tiny whovians too yeah she has one for the little whovians too so um but anyway so we started that and i ended up tweaking it so much (laughs) i just kept adding and tweaking and adding and it doesn't resemble the original anymore (laughs) Mm. um but I had a blast with that. So we're, um, we started doing uh, Van Gogh and we will be continuing Van Gogh next week. Um, and then I landed upon Moodle again. I was talking about it the last episode, I believe, as well. But I've just been Moodle, Moodle, Moodling, Moodle all day. <laughs> Getting everything figured out. I've been playing, playing, and playing, and playing with Moodle. And I have really get in the hang of this thing. And their tech support on their forums are amazing. They have helped me with every single problem I've had so far. And in a fairly timely manner, too. I'm pretty impressed. So it's pretty cool when you po- you post like 2 o'clock in the morning uh, a problem and then you wake up to the solution. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's so, nice. So, yep, having a blast with that. So what have you guys been up to? Well, uh, going back to what you had mentioned, Jack tried the Times Attack. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we only played one day, and the placement test was a little stressful for him. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, and and he only has the two levels because I haven't paid for it, because I'm not going to pay for it until I'm sure he's going to oh, actually sure. do it. And my kids, being my kids, they don't, they don't, not interested in Minecraft homeschool anymore. They're not interested in traveling through history with Doctor Who. Oh, no. None of the stuff that's fun. fun. <laughs> the, even the Amazing Race. I can't even get them to watch the Amazing Race anymore. Oh my it's gosh. Like, I know, everything I try to plan that's fun they don't want to do. Literally, they want to do like stripped down lessons, get them done as quickly as possible so they can move on to the next thing. <sighs> and I am not going to put up with that for very long. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like there's a lot more stuff we could and should be doing. Sure. And, uh, and it's not getting done because they won't cooperate. Yeah. Um, speaking of not cooperating, we tried out Beast Academy for math this week. Um, because That's really cute. I, I looked at that once. Yeah, because Math Mammoth, we literally came to a standstill. I mean, mm. it, it, it was to the point that he was screaming and smacking himself in the face and throwing himself out of the chair to avoid doing it now keep in mind that that um, jack isn't neurotypical so right you know he has some issues that go on and so sometimes when he gets overwhelmed he does uh interesting things and Mm -hmm. um so to try to combat that we decided to try beast academy and him and i talked about it we looked at it online he was excited then we get it and he likes the reading part, but he doesn't like the worksheets. He doesn't like the workbook. And it's like, well, we got to do something for math. You can't just not do math because you don't right. feel like it. He won't do Dreambox anymore. He says it's too baby. 
and which is true for actually for his age the graphics and stuff on it are very baby oh yeah it's very sad and um so i don't know what i'm going to do at this point i'm i'm just gonna have to like uh well i'm i'm offering him the opportunity to play times attack for math Mm -hmm. and if that doesn't work then he's gonna have to just sit and do the beast academy i mean yeah i also got life of fred but it's an awful lot of reading Mm -hmm. and um I would have to read all of it to him, which Beast Academy, I have to read all of it to him too, but it's a comic book, so it's not quite as, you know, intensive Mm -hmm. as far as the reading part's concerned. Mm -hmm. But I just need to find something that's going to keep him moving forward. Right. That's the thing. Got to keep moving forward. Mm, I know. That's the tricky part. Yeah. Uh, Danny has been rocking her guitar lessons. Um, she has guitar lessons with the music teacher before classes on Monday and, uh, at our charter school. And she has just been doing fantastically. And her and mate, uh, no, her and Saren, uh, one of our friends who also attends the school, uh, they're working on a little thing together that I guess they're going to do at the, um, you know, when the kids perform again. Oh, right. And so Danielle plays the melody and Saren plays the harmony on it, I guess, because mm-hmm. that's how music works, right? I've never right. taken music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she was practicing it the other day. And I swear to you, it was the beginning of Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, yes. You know? Yes. yes. And so I start singing Silent, Sound of Silence <laughs> by Simon and Garfunkel and Danielle was not impressed. <laughs> but that's exactly what it sounds like. So I'm curious to hear it now with Saren playing too to find out if Gio's teaching them Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could ask just ask Gio, but that's not nearly as much fun as trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because last time I knew what they were playing, they were, you know, they did the Radioactive and mm-hmm. by Imagine Dragons and whatever. This time I have no idea what they're playing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, right. It's neat. Uh, that's see, that's one of the things I like when other people teach my kids stuff. Then it's yeah. stuff that you know I get to find out what they're learning as opposed to being actively involved. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I could teach her guitar, anyways. Yeah. Um, started straightening up our bookshelves. We have a total of four bookshelves in the house, soon to be five, because uh, I have another bookshelf in the um storage that we're uh, storage in the backyard that we're going to bring in and um so i'm trying to get the bookshelf straightened up so i can start getting some sort of system in place yeah <laughs> because right now the two smaller bookshelves are kids books and the two larger bookshelves are my books and then the top two shelves of my big bookshelf are like alice in wonderland stuff and doctor who stuff and whatever because i have no counter space or no shelves to put my nicky necky things on mm-hmm. and um so I cleaned off two shelves of the kids' bookshelf and found books I didn't even know I owned. <laughs> I found books that would have been super useful during previous lessons. <laughs> oh, no. And I, I found a huge box of books that the kids have outgrown or that were like girl readers, like that were way too young for Danielle and that there's no way in the world I'd get Jack to read them like tangled and stuff. Oh yeah. And so I boxed all of those up and um, gave them to um, a friend of mine who works at the local EPU, which is exceptional parents unlimited, which is a place where they do support um, for people with um, special needs children. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe how many books I found that that are going to be so useful going forward. So I think I'm going to take a page from your book and label my bookshelves. Oh yeah, it's not <laughs> hard to do either. Right? You see how I, I did mine? 
Yes, Tina's got great labels on her bookshelves so that you can just look and see, okay, these are science books and these are history books. And I gave and, up on labelers because they always fall off. I don't care how yeah. many different kinds I've tried. They they always just fall off. So I just took a piece of, of uh, tag board or what do you call it? Cardstock. And yeah. I wrote, the, wrote it on the side and just stick it in between the books. <laughs> yeah, I think the I'm going to have to do that. And uh, the, the downside is that most of my books have to go um, horizontally because they're too tall to go vertically because the shelves are too short. But maybe when I swap out these bookshelves, I might be able to fix that problem too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, and I still have, um, well, three entire bookshelves and one shelf on the other shelf that I've got to get done. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a lot of sorting to do. So that's but fun. It is fun. I actually really had a good, I found some really neat stuff. Like I found this box and I was like, why is there a box on the bookshelf? And then I opened the box and there's a pop-up picture of some uh, mother goose kind of fairy tale. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's like a pop-up shadow box, but the edge of it's like loose. So I flip it over again and there's a book and it's a little tiny <laughs> mother goose book. So I take that out to look at it and behind it is another little pop-up scene oh cool where did this come from (laughs) and like a whole bunch of books i found that were like published in the 1960s and published in the 1970s and stuff and i mean just neat neat stuff yeah so um yeah go clean your bookshelves off occasionally you're gonna find (laughs) all right um, oh, the Rogue Festival starts next Thursday. Yeah. If you're anywhere near Fresno, come to Rogue. Come check it out. Yeah. Um, because um, it's awesome. And um, you could find me. I'll be there the first weekend um, running around doing different shows. I'm volunteering Thursday and Friday night. Um, but I will be uh, going to shows on Saturday. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait for it to start, partially because I can't wait to see all my friends that I only see once a year, but also because then my work will be done. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be uh, off for a few months before we start the madness of Rogue 2016. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much everything we've been up to. So now we'd like to give a little time to our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And by Math Mammoth. The math curriculum all the Savvy Homeschool kids are using. Math Mammoth offers affordable, high-quality, mastery-based work texts and workbooks for grades 1 through 7. Our moms love that it fosters independent learning, since the work texts are nearly self-teaching, requiring very little teacher preparation. Check out free samples and placement tests and learn more at mathmammoth.com. Click buy at Coggy and enter the code SAVVYMOMS to save 25% off your order.
This episode also sponsored by Pandia Press, publishers of comprehensive science and history curriculum. We love the hands-on labs incorporated into Real Science Odyssey and the fun projects that we do with History Odyssey. Pandia Press offers a fantastic try before you buy on their website so you can see how the program works for yourself. Visit pandiapress.com for more information. So now Tina is going to tell us about her new experience-based learning system that she has created, put together, and amassed a cult following for. (laughs) Cult following. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have talked about this in the show before, but I thought we would uh, do a little bit more because we've just gotten so many people that are so interested in this now. Yeah, that's what I said. Cult following. Following it is. Yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of cool. It's it's exciting. We've got over two hundred members in that uh, Facebook group now. That's amazing. Crazy. Okay, so this is a topic that we have talked about on the show before. Um, if you want to hear it at length, you can go back to episode forty-seven. I did talk about it um, more there when it was in the beginning stages. Um, so to recap. Um, uh, there was a blog post called Curriculum Doesn't Work for Every Homeschooler that I wrote um, that was the beginning of my thought process on this. This was back in August of last year. And in that uh, blog post, I started talking about my struggles with tr- traditional curriculum and how um, it doesn't work for me. I can't stay on task. I get bored easy. My kids get bored easy. And we're constantly feeling like we are behind. Um, even with excellent curriculum, I mean, Pandia Press is excellent and uh, Elemental Science, excellent. Um, all these curriculums that we've talked about on the show are excellent, but it just it wasn't working. So I needed something different. So um, schedules, deadlines, that kind of thing, they were just choking the learning in this house and causing us to just kind of come to a standstill. Because then I would get to the point where I just didn't want to actually have to plan it because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so nothing would happen. <laughs> well, it didn't. I mean, it, that's not true. There was lots of stuff happening. There was still lots of learning happening. It's just that specific curriculum lesson wasn't happening. And we weren't moving forward, which made me feel like I was constantly behind. So seeing how far behind I always was, never because I'm never on schedule, <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just too much stress. And it was, I'm like, it's not supposed to be this hard. This, it shouldn't be this hard. So um, since I'm not able to maintain anything long-term, or very, very rarely, <laughs> um, I needed a way to be able to work with my weaknesses instead of against them. Um, so this whole idea came out of that. And um, that's when I found out about Julie Gilbert's that wonderful book, Stickability, um, link in the show notes, um, where <laughs> we learned about tortoises and hares and how there are people who are tortoises who are slow and methodical and um, able to maintain the traditional curriculum looking at the subject of homeschool curriculum this would these would be the people who can maintain who can who can go with moving beyond the page and (laughs) stick with it and stay with it and only get a little behind occasionally because everybody gets behind sometimes but by the end of the year you finish these are the people who finish curriculum these are the beckys of the world that finish (laughs) that finish curriculum (laughs) and 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 who can look at a curriculum and go yeah i can do that (laughs) i look at it and i go oh my god how am i ever gonna do all that (laughs) and then there are hairs like me and julie of homeschoolingideas.com i always have to plug her because i love her <laughs> hmm. um who bounce all over the place and we are we tend to be add but i don't think we're all like add probably there's lots of us that are not and we don't really um 
it's just really hard to be able to stick with anything for a long time. And it's, it would be really hard for people who are not like this to understand it. So don't try. <laughs> if you're not a hair, you probably don't understand. But if you are a hair, you know what I'm saying. It's just like, I don't know why, but I can't. <laughs> and I just can't. So that's when I, this, this was like a big, oh, aha moment of like, uh, I actually have strengths that I should be working with instead of fighting against and dwelling yes. on my neg- negatives and my weaknesses all the time. So my strength is passion and uh, researching ideas and finding cool ideas and getting excited about things. I'm really good at that kind of stuff. I'm excellent at putting together activities and, and doing group things and all kinds of really cool stuff. I just, I, I never will be able to maintain a traditional way of homeschooling. It's just not me. So I let go of that. And that was so freeing <laughs> to let go of this whole idea of, of having to um, stick with the curriculum and, and, and with the traditional way of doing it. Just, it just was never going to work for me and it was never going to make me or my kids happy. So I let it go. And, um, oh, and then I also found Leonie Dawson, um, her little uh, free ebook called Cowgirl's Guide to Riding Wild Donkeys. That link will be in the show notes too. Um, I love her. Love her. And she, uh, that book was really another, it was just kind of, further evidence of what what I learned from Julie and about this whole um, wild ride <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're saying that you you know people like us get excited we tend to be the really super creative passionate people and we get really excited about things so why not just hold on to that wild donkey and ride it as long as it goes and when I get bored of it then we'll jump off and we'll find another wild donkey to ride <laughs> <laughs> so why not we can have a lot of fun with this so um so anyway, and then I also learned another way of helping to kind of um, focus myself because focus is, is one of my issues <laughs> was this whole idea of a red, amber and green list that Julie came up with um, where you have uh, things that are the someday. The someday list would be the red list. Um, those those are the things like that's uh, my red lists are my um, Pinterest boards. That's where whenever I find anything that's cool even if it's a if it's a book i've gotten to the point where even if it's a video or a book i will pin it on a pinterest board because otherwise i'll never find it again (laughs) (laughs) but i make sure i put it by subject on because i do still do by subject on the on the pinterest boards because it's easier for me to find things and um pin it on there and then and then regularly go through and actually pull stuff from there because that's the next key but so the red list would be your some days and and your things that you don't want to forget and you do want to do someday and then your amber list would be your in progress i'm going to get working on this i'm going to start gathering all the materials for it so if it's an art project it would be a project that you are in the process of gathering all the materials for and then the green list means you have every single thing for that project and in a moment's notice you could boom do it with your kids like yeah. that and so it's all ready to go. And so the Amber list would be, uh, I have a Pinterest board that I've moved things over to the Pinterest board for Amber. So I know that those are things that are, I actually have gotten way off track with this recently. So don't look at my Pinterest boards for the Amber and green <laughs> list right now. I got way off track with it. I'm moodling now, you know, <laughs> I'm off track. <laughs> figure. <laughs> what? But, um, You're off track? No. <laughs> but the, good, the cool thing with this is that it's easy. It, it doesn't, it doesn't ruin it. I can yeah. go back to it whenever I want. It's right there. All I have to do is go back to it. And I keep adding things anyway. So it's awesome. And um, so anyway, uh, and then the green list would be um, for me is, uh, well, actually, I guess I do have a Pinterest board that I, I have so I can look at the list. But I, but it, I just look in my drawers. I have drawers, mu- much like most people use for use uh, doing work. Uh, what do you call them? Work, work. I want to say work drawers. That's not it. Work 
boxes. The word box system, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yes. That word box system that, that everybody, all, all homeschoolers know about. <laughs> um, uh, I have a, a list, list of drawer, a set of drawers and uh, I put all, all of our green list, <laughs> all of our ready to go projects are in there. So that's the green list. So, so that's helped me a lot too. And, and I am definitely going to be getting back onto that again too. Um, I'm just a little sidetrack here, but I'm going back to it again because it is very, very helpful and, and I'm, I'm not letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so this gave me a way to get organized without getting too much non-maintainable structure. That's, that's the key there because I have to be able to maintain it. I can't set myself up for failure. So, so then I created a checklist for my kids. I know that some of you guys have seen it online. Um, I posted on the blog post. Um, my kids have a little checklist so that they know what stations they need to do because I have seven stations and only five of them need to be done each day. So I've blocked it out depending on the day of the week um, as to what it is that they need to be working on. So my kids know um, to go to their list each day, and they're really good about this, too. Um, and I, in fact, I just recently bought some new wet erase markers because I found that wet erase markers work better because I, oh, I laminated mine, by the way. I used to have them on paper, but it seemed like such a waste of paper because I don't I even keep... I love laminating I know! Isn't laminating things. the best? Oh, my gosh. It's fantastic. I, I actually need to redo it because I did a stupid thing and I laminated them as two... So I have a ERCLC page and a non-ER... or day... or chart... And a non-ear seal. And I'm like, why didn't I put them back to back and put them on one? I don't know what I was thinking. So I may tweak it and redo it. But anyway, so they have wet erase markers, which I found work better because the dry erase rub off too easy when they're trying when they're moving around. And this way they can keep track throughout the week of what stations they've gotten done. So that works really well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, and also during all this, I discovered that I really wanted to focus more on child-centered child-centered education. Now, I'm not referring to unschooling because I'm not 100% behind. I mean, I think it works great for a lot of people, but for me, unschooling isn't really the way to go. But I am leaning kind of in that direction a little bit, but with guidance. Mm -hmm. you know? So guided I wanted to do guided unschooling, <laughs> if there's such a thing. But um, now. I know, right? <laughs> I just made it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. So I, I really, really like the whole child-centered approach about, you know, children having lots of choices and, and having a say in their education versus teacher-directed. I wanted to be able to give choices and um, and take more of it off of me and my very flawed personality <laughs> <laughs> and put uh, more of the responsibility on my child and their much more responsible person because <laughs> yeah. they are they're they're way more reliable about stuff in fact i've given there have been things when i would i've said you know mommy's horrible at remembering to do this you have my permission to bug me about this <laughs> and they're good at that <laughs> and they will <laughs> and then there's alarms too but <laughs> so um let's see so i was putting uh this this also is a uh, is something where i was also putting less less emphasis on academics i'm that doesn't mean i'm not doing academics because we absolutely are it's incorporated into everything but um less of the focus on the academics and more emphasis on how to learn and um enjoying learning mm -hmm. and um so this is when I came up with the idea of experiment, the term experience-based learning because um, the experiences of reading it, reading good books and writing um, poetry and, and, you know, short essays and stuff and watching really good documentaries and educational programming and listening to audiobooks and podcasts on, on, on science topics and um, 
and even just listening to somebody read aloud to you or listening to music or um, something in another language and uh, creating projects and, and, and science experiments and playing good games, uh, board games, card games, even computer games that are, they're, the lo- they all have a, an educational element to them. <clears throat> all that kind of stuff to me was more important than the, than the actual school subjects of science and language arts and math and social studies and all that. So, so I wanted to put more focus on, on the reading, the writing, the watching and all that kind of stuff, which is where the stations read something, watch something, read, write something came about. And um, but I, st- I do still work the academics into these experiences and um, around the child's interests. So um, I do like we we pick a, um, a historical time period or a topic. Sometimes it's a person like right now it's Van Gogh <laughs> and the time that he lived 1853 to 1890. I have it memorized now. I've learned so much about him already. <laughs> um, and then we build our stations around that. And my goal is to get my kids to actually help me build the stations more. Right now, um, they help here and there, and I, and I constantly ask for their input, but eventually I'd like to get to the point where they're actually building the stations themselves. We're not there yet, though. Mm. <laughs> I'm still learning how to make it work. But um, So the academics come from like uh, you know the historical time period, and then I'll pull some science from that time period, and I'll pull some the art or the artists, and you know I've talked about that on the show before too. Um, pulling other subjects out of the historical time period, and and if I get really creative, I can even find some math. We were doing um, the Pompeii uh, episode of Doctor Who, yeah. and learning about ancient Rome, and I found some. Uh, I remembered this. Um, Roman numeral game that that I had found online back when Tyrion was learning Roman numerals. So I pulled that out. So he got some Roman math <laughs> while we were doing it. So wherever I can, I try to pull some math in there too. I have to be a little bit more creative with the math, I think. It is doable. It's just, I just have to get my brain wrapped around it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so um, I try to regularly expose my kids to all kinds of new ideas and experiences. And this is where I think that I differ from from unschooling, although there are a lot of unschoolers that do this similarly too, so it really does have lots of flavors. But um, I, I have specific things that I want them to learn about or I want them to be exposed to, so I, I give it to them. <laughs> yeah, I make sure that we have books on it and we have games on it and we have uh, writing assignments on it and stuff like that. Um, I handpick everything um, and I put it in front of them and then I let them choose. So I have the entire station is filled with stuff that I have pre-approved. And um, so whatever they pick, they're learning <laughs> and they're learning what I want them to learn. So as long and then they get they're happy because they get to actually make the final choice as to what they do. And they know they have to watch something, but and they have to watch one of the videos mommy picked out, but they get to pick which video it is and each day which thing that they watch. So that's been working really well. Cool. Yeah. And um, so so we do have a main topic, like I mentioned, um, a historical time period or an event or a person, and I use that overall, and I, I try to use that in, in every, um, very similar to, to unit studies. I try to use it, but instead of, instead of um, doing science and history and da, 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 through for the thing, I do um, watch and listen and uh, read and so I, I I am looking. It's it's really turned out to be very easy to just take a topic and think, what can I find for the kids to read? What can I find for the kids to watch about this subject? What can I find for the kids to listen to about this subject? And it's actually been really easy to do. Um, the hardest thing, though, as usual, is just to getting to get the planning done and and to maintain it. And that is my hardest. That's the hardest thing for me. But that's something that 
I have to do regardless. It's not like I can just stop parenting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I know I have to figure it out regardless. But and it's been working lately. So it's it's I, we're getting a lot done. So um, I just have to to- pick topics that fire me up or fire the kids up. Because when they get fired up, I get fired up. <laughs> if they're really interested in a topic, like at the beginning of the school year when they wanted to do prehistoric times, and I was like, eh, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can get excited about this. And then the more I looked into it and the more I thought about it, the more fired up I got about it. And they were already fired up about it, so it worked. And um, so uh, that's that's how I maintain is by making sure to stick. And if a topic is no longer interesting us, we move on. And yeah. something else that interests us. And I, I haven't done chronological either. I, this is this is very controversial, I think. But um, I have a hard time doing chronological. I think I find I find it kind of boring <laughs> to go chronological. So I'm using my wonderful history odyssey timeline. And as we do things, we're gonna we are we've been sl- here and there. It hasn't been happening regularly yet. <laughs> putting things on the timeline so we can see where things are in relation to each other. So that way I can bounce around to different time periods and what's interesting them. I mean, like the Doctor Who stuff doesn't go chronological. <laughs> it's right. time travel for Pete's sake. <laughs> so we bounce all over the place, and then we, I just try to keep bringing them back to this is this is here. You know, showing them on the timeline and and um, plotting out. You know what was going on at that same time period and that kind of thing. So this has been working really well with the physical stations. We, I have all the library books, and I have um, the art area, uh, which is trashed right now, which is evidence that it's been used. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, we have lots of games right now, and uh, they've been playing a lot more online games recently. But um, So it's been working really, really well. And the new Homeschooling with Experience-Based Learning Facebook group has been really wonderful for inspiration and ideas. I cannot believe we have over 200 members already. It's just insane it's to amazing. me. And they're very active. I can't believe it. They're just like posting all kinds of great ideas left and right. It's wonderful. I love seeing how people are taking the idea and tweaking it because obviously my way of doing it isn't going to be right for everybody. And they can tweak it and do it however they want, which is what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so recently, the idea of Moodle has been planted in my head because my kids are playing uh, or are doing uh, Minecraft homeschool, which I've talked about on the show before. Fabulous program. I highly recommend it. Minecrafthomeschool.com. Um, my kids are really into that and they're using Moodle. So Moodle is a way to organize your assignments and activities online for educators to organize everything for their students. So you can have assignments and turn in um, assignments and like everything's all in one place. You can read what you need to read or they'll give you the link directly to what you need to read or they'll you can even embed the videos right into the assignment page. Um, everything's all in one place. So I decided to try it out because it looked really cool. I was watching my kids do it with, with their Minecraft assignments, Minecraft homeschool assignments. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what I could do with it. So I really liked it, uh, how all of the kids' Minecraft homeschool assignments were all in one place, just tidy all tidy, all in, right there in one place. And um, so because I find Moodle fun, uh, tech geek that I am, um, I'm having a blast setting this stuff up and, and, and getting it all ready for my kids. And my kids are excited by it too. We, we just started doing it. I started showing them uh, some of the stuff I put together for them. Next week should be the first time we actually fully do it. So I'm creating courses around the topics that my kids are learning about, um, organized into the stations to enable that they um, are able to find everything that they need, all their videos, their web links, their assignments, their the images, um, the project instructions. I even put our project instructions in there. Um, and online games, too. 
related to whatever topic we're working on, all in one place, all organized by station. So the way Moodle's set up, they have it by topics. So I just changed the topics. So it's watch something, read something. And then I put all of the videos all under watch something. And I put all of the um, websites to read. And I'm going to have book lists in there too. I am still working on that um, right there under watch. So they can go each day, they can go and say, okay, I'm going to go do my watch station. Let me go look on Moodle and see what it is I have to do for today and read that or watch that or whatever they need to do. Um, and then also you can type right into it, like you can set it up so there's a box for them to type in. So if you have questions to ask, you can set them up to to type up que answers to questions and you take quizzes if you want. I, I'm not really big on quizzes, but I'm trying to find ways to just use it in a way that would be kind of to reinforce what it is they just read. Kind of just simple questions real quick, you know, see, what did you just, you know, where was Van Gogh born? <laughs> Stuff like that, make it simple. Right. And hopefully not boring. <laughs> That's the main goal. Uh, so instead of going to their physical station, they just go over the computer. Then they get all, get all their work in one place, and it's all laid out and prepared for them. And I'm trying to be really unique and creative with the ways that I do it um, also so that it's, it's uh, visually appealing, so that it's not boring to look at. Um, so anyway, it quickly occurred to me as I was putting all this together for my kids that I could make a little extra money and by opening up the courses for other people <laughs> and their kids. So that's what I'm doing. So here's my big announcement. Amazing Race 26 starts on Wednesday of this week, which would be, what is that, uh, the 25th, I believe, mm -hmm. February 25th, 2015. Um, and my goal is to have everything ready. I still have to work on it tonight, but I did get it started already, um, so that people could sign up. Um, I'm putting the link in the show notes, and by the time this podcast is published, you will be able to click on the link, go to the Moodle Homeschool, what, what, I almost said Moodle Homeschool, <laughs> <laughs> the Moodle Homeschool website, which is just a subsection of my Homeschool Realm website. And find all the information and um, the Amazing Race classes. So the Amazing Race, as lots of you know already, we follow the Amazing Race. We go to different countries with the teams in the Amazing Race. And then we learn about the, the, the country that they, that they went to. So, like, for example, this first week we're going to be going to Japan because I have already peeked and looked to see what the first uh, country is. <laughs> first two countries, actually, they've, they've already published. So we might learn something about Japanese culture and listen to some Japanese music and eat some Japanese food and do some Japanese projects and things that will help the kids learn about Japanese culture and the country of Japan, um, where it is and um, how big it is compared to other countries and that kind of thing. What kind of money they have, what language they speak, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, all of that is up. It will be up on the, on the Moodle course in a in an interactive way so that they can click on the links and go and see. there's some really cool websites for kids that's what i'm really trying to find is lots of really cool websites for kids and i've already found some cool ones for japan um that they can go in and then they can explore and read up about japan and see pictures of kids in japan and stuff like that um and learn a bunch about japan these these courses are not going to be as in depth of as the courses that um the other courses like i just finished uh, working on van gogh and um uh, that one is so much more deep because I have a lot more time to work on it. The, the Amazing Race stuff, 
um, I'm going to have to do it weekly and it takes hours. I'm serious, like hours and hours and hours to gather up all of this information. I'm mm-hmm. having a blast with it. It's fun. I like doing it, but um, it seriously takes a lot of hours and I'm just not going to have enough time with life <laughs> and having to do this every week to be able to come up with the kind of depth for an amazing race thing. So I'm only going to charge $10 a child um, for the entire season. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be, uh, there usually are uh, 12 episodes, usually go to between 10 and 12 countries. Um, so I'm going to assume around 12 countries um, for 10 bucks for each kid. And give it a try and see what you think and help me develop it also because mm-hmm. I'm going to be making mistakes. And you guys will be my guinea pigs. <laughs> you get a, get a special introductory offer <laughs> to be able to try it out and um, and have some extra fun with Amazing Race. And the best thing is, um, you don't have to do the work. <laughs> right. Someone else is doing that. Exactly. And uh, the other thing that's kind of unique about this is that I aim it at the kids. I don't aim, like, you know, when you buy a lesson plan or a curriculum, of, uh, it's always, understandably, it should be. It's aimed at the teacher. It's written for the teacher. And they say, tell your student to do what um, This is aimed for the kids. This is completely self-directed as long as they can read. Um, it's self-directed, so they're going to be able to go in, read what they have to do, and do it. And, um, you know, some of the younger ones might have some problems from time to time, and there's probably going to be some glitches here and there. But um, I'm doing the best I can to try and keep it as self-explanatory, as clear as possible, and as interesting as possible. And um, you're also going to, I mean, everything's not on the web. You're going to have to check out books from the library and get supplies for our projects and that kind of thing, because there's no way around that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we got to have more than just computer learning. (laughs) So, um, you know, you're going to have to, there there will be some things. But my idea is to have a, a supply list and have the kids say, here's my supply list for my art projects for this week. You know, what can we do to make this happen? So mm. so that's my plan. Um, so as time goes on, there'll be a, there'll be lots more um, and things will evolve, too, because I'm sure that the way that I start doing this is not going to be the way I end up figuring out works better. Um, but I do need families. If nothing else, I'd need families to test this out for me to help me out. Um, so I hope that there will be some people that would be happy to come and sign up and see how it goes and help me help me develop this Moodle homeschool idea and uh, and see if we can uh, find some really unique and fun ways to help our kids learn about countries, different countries in the world. Awesome. So let's talk about books. Becky, what have you guys been reading? Well, sadly, not a lot. Um <laughs> I don't know if it's this time of year or what. I'm just having a hard time getting books in front of their faces lately. Mm, Oh, I know. So together we're not reading anything. We're still waiting for flight to come in from the library and no one seems inclined to start anything else, Mm -hmm. which I don't blame them. We're in the middle of flight. So Mm -hmm. Um, Danny is still working on the Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Um, Jack and I are reading Here's Hank, Bookmarks Are People Too by Henry Ah! Winkler. I know, right? Bookmarks are people, too. Um, Yeah. And Jack has read Attack of the Clones by Elizabeth Dowsett, Fight to the Finish by Bill Skolan, and Return of the Jedi by Emma Grange, which two of those are Star Wars books, and one of those is a Big Hero 5 book. And I potentially I've mentioned them on the show previously, but he likes to reread the ones that he's already read. So, Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that at this point. Sure. And I, I am just as bad. I'm not even sitting down and reading like I'm supposed to. Uh, the other night I was sitting here 
uh, I was playing a stupid game on my phone, which I almost never do. I don't play games on my phone. And I was playing a dumb game on my phone, and I was like, uh, my brain even went, you should really be reading a book right now. And I went, <laughs> uh-huh, and started the next level. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's just the time of year. I don't know. But I'm listening to Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Suzanne Clark, which I wish I could tell you more about it, but um, I – just started it and so far it sounds good like the guy's voice is nice and whatever <laughs> but um i'm not really sure what's going on in the story and i have no idea why i checked it out it was in my, my wish list on the library website and i don't know why and i was like huh when did i put that there why did i put that there oh well i'm gonna check it out and see <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully next episode i'll have some more information for you about that book how about you what are you guys reading well, we're still working our way through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire by J.K. Rowling, of course. Does anybody not know who that's from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maven read Chipmunks on the Doorstep by Edwin Tunis, which was actually a read station book. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't a, a, a recreational read. Um, but it's a, it was a nonfiction book about, about um, chipmunks. But it was actually quite long. I was pretty impressed that she read the whole thing. It was it was it It's almost like a chapter book because I had so many... Uh, pages in it um i mean for a read station book mm-hmm. <laughs> she usually picks up the picture books um Tyrion actually has gotten into reading recently i finally got him to try out the guardians of gahul series i grabbed one of them and stuck him in front of his face and he finally started reading it so he read the capture which is number one of the guardians of gahul series by Catherine lasky and he's currently working on number two which is called the journey and he says they're so good in fact he's Nope, actually, he's on my phone right now. He's not reading. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like he's reading right. No, nope, he's not. <laughs> um, me, I'm still listening to the audiobook of Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids, How to Stop Yelling and Start Connecting by Dr. Laura Markham, which is still excellent. Um, just haven't, I haven't found as much time to do it recently. I've been so busy on the computer. <laughs> so, um, but that's, that's all I've had time to even think about. I do need to, f- I need to find a, a fiction. I haven't read anything fiction in a while. I need to find something. I need to get onto Overdrive and see what, what they've got in there right now. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's all I got. Speaking of books, if you're planning on purchasing any of the books we just mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar of our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, Kerclick, and more. It won't cost you anything, and it helps support the show. So, Tina, tell me about your link of the week. Well, I found a new YouTube channel that looks pretty dang cool. It's called Science Out Loud. Um, It's actually technically MIT K-12 videos. I guess that's just the, the username, but it's called Science Out Loud. It is, according to the About page, it is home-cooked STEM videos for K-12 students made by MIT students, served up fresh from MIT's Office of Digital Learning. And the videos look really well put together. From what I can, I've seen so far, um, they look really high quality. So I was quite impressed. There's all kinds of different um, topics here. It looks like the first one that, that is on the top of their page is about engineering river cleanups. Um, there's something, <laughs> there's one in here called why we fart. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. I'm sure Tierna will want to re- watch that one. <laughs> How computers compute engineering trash into treasure. Uh, let's see what else. 
the forces on an airplane creating super shoes. There's all kinds of physics of skydiving. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of different, and they've got it sorted by, let's see, looks like they've got some earth science. There's some different subheadings here, but one of them's earth science, chemistry, physics, biology, things mm-hmm. that fly. So they do have a little bit of segregation to some of their videos. So if you wanted to try and find something, you know, specific, if you're looking specifically for physics, you can go to the physics section and they've got, um, 61 videos in physics. That's pretty impressive. The shape of sound, indoor flying robots, buoyancy. So, and they're all pretty short. They're like four or five. Let's see. There's a 10 minute one. Um, this one is, let's see, 10, uh, it keeps, it keeps launching. There we go. Three minutes. Yeah. Most of them are, are under five minutes or like between five and 10 minutes long. So it's very doable. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them in here that look like they might be lectures and they're a little bit longer, but they're like interactive, like they've got experiments they're doing. 23 minutes on the forces on an airplane. So, but yeah, pretty cool. Um, from what I've seen on them, they look really interesting and well put together. So I thought that would be a really cool one to share. Another, um, yet another uh, uh, YouTube channel to subscribe to. Awesome. Yep. What do you got? Okay, well, I have a specific page from blog, but it's also a super awesome blog, so I'm going to talk about both. Okay. So, my page is 55 Science Picture Books. Um, this blogger has put together an awesome list of science picture books, nonfiction, of course, mm-hmm. and then she's broken it down into uh, categories like dinosaur picture books, plant world picture books, uh, land picture books, um, human biology, evolution oh. picture books, engineering. So um, I thought this list was awesome and I'm going to be going through and ordering some of these from the library soon. Yeah. And But on top of that, she also has a really awesome just general blog. Her blog is called What Do We Do All Day? And I believe that from looking at these pages, she has children that are younger than mine because she does a lot of, you know, early chapter book things and coloring things and that kind of thing. But she has printables. She has ideas for craft projects. She has book lists, math picture books for kindergarten, first and second grade. Mm. That's her uh, blog post from the 19th of this month. Um, How to make an indoor boomerang. I kind of want to make an indoor boomerang. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it probably would be dangerous, but I think it, it sounds like fun. Yeah. So the blog, the blog itself is what do we do all day.com. Check it out. And then if you want to find the specific blog post, uh, 55 science picture books, come check out our show notes and I'll make sure there's a link to it in there. Cool. So that is my link this week. I think that pretty much covers everything then. I think so too. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. For links to resources shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can find show notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 53. And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Well, goodbye, everyone. Have a fun week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Goodbye. Bye. I'm Becky, and, and we're, we're the, the Savvy, savvy Home That's Terrible. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Any of the books we just mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider link. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
I started to say linking. That doesn't make sense. Huh. At least you didn't say licking this time. That's true. <laughs> licking was funnier, though. Okay.